Kia ora and welcome to Akororo Live. This is a special 9.43am session as our 9am session uh, unfortunately hasn't uh, turned up. We're just looking into ensuring that Clayton Hemiruka is okay. And thankfully, um, Venus Tare has been able to step in and give us a moment of her time to share her journey with Te Reo, uh, for Te Wiki or Te Reo Māori. So if we could start, Venus, um, if you could introduce yourself, that would be um, marvellous. Thank you. Or well, I should say, mihāro. Brilliant. Morena Ryan, thank you so much for having me on um, at the very last minute, just jumping in. Um, but kia ora everyone. So for those of you who don't know me, um, my name is Venus Tare, so I call Venus Taku Ingoa. Um, I'm from Gizzi, so the East Coast. Um, I fuck up up a bit to Ngāti Poro and Romopakata on the East Coast. And I've actually got Wanganui connections as well. So to Ate Haunui Aupaparangi on my Wanganui side. Um, but yeah, I essentially grew up in Gizzi, back home, um, with my grandparents and my parents down there. So I was there until I was about 17, um, and then I moved up to Auckland. I thought, ah, oh, you know, um, love to get a taste of that big city life. I was definitely raring to um, do something different. So yeah, now I'm up in now I'm up in Auckland, and I'm staying over in Waikumete, so um, West so you, Auckland. You're just over there. <laughs> So yeah, I'm in Seattle to South, and um, yeah, no, I mean, one of the things we should see with everybody is our, our uh, meeting at the cafe down the road. Like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? I live here. I live here. No way. <laughs> <laughs> that was also back in, um, what was it, level three, level three as well. And I was yeah. laughing because, you know, uh, oh, what was his name? Hernan. Hernan at Coffee to Wake the Dead. Yeah. That, that's the cafe we're talking about. And he was saying, oh, everyone needs to, you know, spread out and keep apart because you're making me look bad. Everyone's gathering and yarning because we hadn't had a yarn in so long. So yeah, <laughs> it was like, good we're, to see you, Ryan. But we, we're up two metres. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we're um, pretty good. We're well behaved. <laughs> we're well behaved. So um, tell us about your trio journey. We've had, uh, yeah, we're having 33 people in total. And I think every one of them has been different. So I'd love to hear yours. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's been, goodness, if I go all the way back and I think if I'm going to reflect on my own today journey, I have to bring in um, and kind of talk a little bit about the history of, of my grandparents. So both of my um, parents are from are from the East Coast, Ngāti Poro. Um, and on my mother's side, so my great-great-grandfather is actually Sir, Sir Apirana Ngata, um, which is really, 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 really grateful to be part of um, such a legacy. So Sir Apirana Ngata, uh, most of you will know him for being, being on the $50 note, uh, but he did, he did a lot, a lot for Māori in his time. So he was a politician. Um, he also was the father of the Māori battalion. So a big um, oh. part of his yeah, a big part of his kaupapa was ensuring that you understood um, and were close to your Māori values, but you also um, learnt the ways of the Pākehā. And by kind of understanding both perspectives, you could move forward and have uh, speak speak that voice up on behalf of on behalf of your Māori um, lineage. So, being a part of um, that side of my family, it's really it's really special to me. So. Um, so, yeah. so Apirana, because I'm obviously the great-great-granddaughter, I never knew him, but um, I was lucky enough to grow up with my great-grandfather. So I had my grandparents and my great-grandparents um, on both sides of my family down in Gizzi. 
Um, so yeah, really lucky and really grateful there. And um, so Sir Henare was my great grandfather, and he could speak the real, but um, he only ever spoke English to us growing up. Um, and it was the same with my grandfather on my father's side. So he grew up up the coast speaking the real as well, but only ever ever spoke English. So um, both of my parents. Um, they they also spoke English to me, so I'm currently at the very beginning of my real journey. Um, and you know, it's really interesting, I think, because growing up in Gizzi, it's literally like 49 to 50 percent Maori representation down there. Um, and you know, when you don't know any different, and that's the only environment you've ever been in, it's quite quite a normality, I think, um, growing up in that town to be surrounded by. Um, all of this, all of this reo. So a lot of people there can speak, you know, basic reo, a lot of the place names, like all pronounced like pretty well. Um, and then coming into the city and having that sort of difference and like, oh, wow, you know, like it's amazing because there are so many different cultures up here that at the same time, um, you know, I, I realised that there was not a lot of sort of representation in that real space. Um, and I think it depends, obviously, around the different types of jobs and groups that you're in. Um, but I think one of the larger disparities was being in Gisborne and growing up in that environment and being surrounded by the reo. Um, and then I worked, before I came into university, I worked just a bunch of um, different jobs and admin. Um, so I worked in admin at Turner's Auctions. I used to count all the cash. I was a cashier there. Um, I also worked in op shops in K Road. I did music school. So I did lots of different things. Um, and there was definitely, you know, I met a lot of Māori and we, you know, had a lot of representation on that end. But it wasn't until I started kind of like coming into the corporate space and especially in tech, you know, there was, I found out there was only one to three percent representation of Māori and Pacifica. So that's like both. Um, and coming into that space, I felt, you know, oh, um, I felt a bit of a, a bit of a responsibility to sort of step up, step up to the bar, and you know think about how I could how I could bring all of that knowledge to the forefront. Um, and I think it's quite interesting because obviously back in Gizzy, you know, um, I knew this stuff and I, I understood that it was um, a little, but there was always somebody else who could you know do the waiata or or lead this and lead that. Um, and coming into this space, it's been a, diff a bit different. So. Um, understanding, I guess, for myself, you know, the privilege that I have being in this space and thinking about how I can share my knowledge and, and my journey with, with others as well. Um, and it's something that me and my mum, so we're both on. So um, there are little ways that I kind of look to incorporating that girl into my lifestyle. Um, and my mother, she's a lot further ahead in the journey from me. So she basically grew up her and my great grandfather were like this. So um, she learned a lot just from being with him and being on the marae and going to all the meetings and things. Um, and she helps me. She helps me a lot as well. So every night um, I'll give her a call and we um, sing Māori Waiata. We do our prayers. And it's just having that sort of practice point to always go back to. And even in the lockdown, um, it was quite neat. We did what we call to practice. So a couple of nights a week, we would jump on teams and just um, she's teaching me to down from the gizzy ways um, so that when I come back home, I, you know, I always feel like um, I can step up on the marae and I know all the songs and everything like that. So, yeah, it's been a very interesting journey thus far. And I think even in gizzy, it was, I guess I found it interesting because there was never 
a big, I never really felt a big urge to learn, learn the reo back when I was at home. Um, it wasn't until I left home and I started missing home um, that I sort of reflected and kind of looked into how I could how I could feel a bit more at home when I'm away from home, I guess. Yeah. Wow, what a story. Man, I... <sighs> um, in terms of, you know, from the, unex the unexpected, they had an unexpected one with Piri Puana, um yesterday. And, um, yeah, look at the magic that comes out. Um, and I found the word for magic. Um, so I used that for Levi's story, Levi Armstrong. Um, mm. But, but uh, yeah, so it's an interesting phenomenon that, um, you know, you're in and amongst Tereo in Gisborne. But there was no real um, driver or, or anything need to learn trio. But then it's become a way of staying connected to home. And I, it made me think like when I went on my OE, um, I used rugby as my connection to home. I used to watch the Otago rugby team and it was my connection to home. So I don't know why I twigged that thought in my head. But um, yeah. So. Down um, Gisborne Way, uh, I, I from what you say, I, I have I've been there once for a day, and I think it was like Sunday, and everything was shut. Um, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> I think we were lucky to get a pie at the um, service station um, type thing. Uh, yeah, my my wife took me on a ticket tour around the North Island, and I said, "Okay, let's go see the whole thing." And I think we drove some phenomenal amount of k's um, in a week, and yeah, went through. Uh, Napier, Gisborne, up the east coast, over to, uh, from there, didn't go up to Rotoria, but went over to, I think it's Potiki, that then leads down to Tauranga. Um, yeah, to yeah. Big circuit. Uh, so, yeah, it's, um, the, the one thing that I kicked myself is that when we were in Gisborne, is that we didn't go and, didn't have a chance to go and see any of the beaches. Um, so next time we go down, we'll have to get some local directions, I reckon. Um, oh, so well, you, you can come down when I'm down there. I'll, I'll tell you all the nice food places and all the beaches to go to. <laughs> that'd be cool. That'd be cool. So in terms of your uh, trio, um, learning on the phone with mum, do you do anything else? Do you do classes? There's, um, Or do you have any um, you know, like coffee groups or anything like that with other people that you catch up with? Yeah, yeah. So actually earlier this year I was doing um, a te reo class through Te Wananga. So Te Wananga or Aotearoa, the wā as we call it. Um, yeah. So they were actually doing classes over at Fonterra, um, which is just across the road from my work. Um, and I started off doing them at the at the beginning of lockdown and then the lockdown happened. And I'm really sad because I actually um, gave them up. I got partway through the course and then in the midst of the lockdown and everything going online and there was quite a lot of hours required, I had to take a step back um, from that part of my journey. Just at that time, there were a lot of things going on. Um, but that's definitely something I really want to be able to jump back into. And I would fully recommend, you know, those classes that I was doing, they were really well integrated and obviously being part of like the university experience. I've been at uni for three years. Um, and, you know, there are so many different ways in which you can conduct that sort of teaching. Um, oh, actually, I did another Māori class with um, Hemi Kelly at AUT as well, actually, which yeah. was really valuable. Um, so I've done, yeah, from that instance. But I think the cool thing about the ones that I was doing at the WA was when we were all meeting up in person, when we could, um, the way that they sort of teach things was really neat and really different. So you'd start 
every class off um, and you'd do a little prayer and we would all sit down and close our eyes and kind of get into the zone. And we'd always do Waiata. There were lots of action songs and things that pull all of the different senses from your body into that learning experience, right? Um, and I know that's quite a challenging thing to be able to do online um, and it's something that we're still all learning even having productive meetings and things online I mean I'm at Microsoft now and I think that's still something that we're all trying to get in the game with um, having that online connection but I think we're getting better and better at it um, but yeah I, I really enjoyed those classes because of those all of these different ways of learning and interacting and really bringing that sort of experience into the classroom. Yeah well I think you I think you nailed it so well um, you might need your help to repeat what you said, but um, yeah, the, the karakia and the waiata, and it helps bring every sense into focus for the moment. Um, and that's, that's you know, between the different bits and pieces. So if I think of uh, the, um, I did the motivation course with Tutukawa Bartlett and learned that uh, karakia is a, um, like an incantation to put you in the special time for that moment and you do one of the end mm. to bring them out. And it was, when I heard, when I first heard it, they were just words in some regards to me. Um, oh yeah, put you in the time, like this is the start, this is the finish, signify the thing. But as I've been going through this week and learning about uh, wairua in so many different ways from the actual definition of the word, and, you know, the why and the rua being the two streams of spirit and, uh, you know, it's been always been a particular area of interest in my life around spirituality and the ability to talk to, I guess, spirit beings if you want a bit of a or tupuna ancestors. Mm. Um, and it's always sort of been in in modern day culture. It's always sort of been one of those crazy things that you know someone's going to ask you what sort of drugs you're on if you talk about talking to ghosts. Um, but coming back to our university. Um, it's actually part of the psychology course, uh, which is taught that, you know, humans can see and talk to other beings up until about the age of seven, where two things sort of combine. One is uh, the brain develops, um, which doesn't necessarily mean it has to lose it, but adults teach it out of children because they'll tell them off for talking to their imaginary friends. Mm -hmm. you know, don't be crazy. You don't have imaginary friends. But in actual fact, usually it's actually them talking to their um, ancestors. And I actually had a friend whose younger sister did exactly that. And they, they did exactly that. They thought it was she was um, a bit nutty and talking to an imaginary friend until she started using um, uh, or, or relaying the discussion from their great-grandfather um, to the to the family at a Christmas um, meal. And everyone was just... Mm. So the amazing story, like I think when I tell that story, people go, "Yeah, whatever, Ryan." <laughs> but um, yeah, it's true. So it's quite a coming back to the thing of you know bringing all your senses into the moment. Um, yeah, this week especially, I've really started understanding that and understanding the spiritualityness of Teo Māori. So it's um, yeah, it's been quite a journey for me too. So. We're just on 10, and I'm going to have to um, get to Miriami uh, sooner, or soonish, I mean. So uh, it's been a fascinating conversation, and um, what I'm doing now is with my 10 a.m. sessions, um, or my regular sessions that I interview someone, 
I'm going to do a uh, Tereo once a week. So that will be the focus. Uh, so just like we're doing this week with the 33 people, but it's going to be um, carrying it on. So there's something every week because my issue with learning Tereo uh, and uh, keeping up any other languages I've learned is the ability to practice it um, or, or mm. speak. So yeah, someone to bounce off, right? Yeah. Yeah, having the regular discussion. So the aim is that with that session and uh, maybe setting up uh, some sort of coffee group or something, uh, then all those that are interested have got the opportunity to come down and, and have Korero and Te Reo. So you'll be up for both awesome. of them? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Good on you, Gizzy. Good on you. Well, with that, we will um, apologetically say uh, kakite because we need to get to the 10 a.m. that I've got uh, set up with the system. Um, so thank you so much for uh, courageously jumping on out of the blue. Really appreciate it. And um, I will look up uh, my Māori dictionary to see if I can work out how to say jumping on out of the blue in te reo, uh, and add that to the, the text that goes in the post. So thank you so much again, Venus. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. See you later. Yes.